0: You are listening to Rum Bunter Radio. We are ten percent in to the 2023 season. Pittsburgh Pirates are winning baseball games. How about it, guys? We are we are pulling for a winning club here. Uh, happy Friday, everybody! Thank you for joining us on this edition of Rum Bunter Radio. I'm gonna pull back the curtain a little bit. We were recording on Thursday night, and we were recording as the eighth inning has just come to a conclusion. Pirates-Reds, game number one of this four-game set. It's 4-3 to right now. Uh, We're going to try to um, be a good luck charm here tonight. Not a bad omen. Uh, Hopefully, they can finish it off here, and you don't have to hear us, you know, get all depressed on this episode of RBR. Uh, But, guys, there is so much to talk about as this season has gotten underway. How about this group? The Bats, obviously, this has kind of been coined early on here as the Lumber Company 2.0 um and you know of course his staff such an underrated group they've been phenomenal i think it's a six quality starts in a row now uh including this start from malonzi tonight. bullpen has been a nice surprise and this is what we talked about in the preseason what was it going to take for this team to win games and i know they're not playing world beaters night in and night out but this team is playing good baseball everybody on this roster is contributing the, the fan base the city twitter Everybody's buzzing, guys. This has been an exciting start to the year. We're a tenth of the way through the season. Obviously, a lot can happen. The bottom could easily fall out here. But, uh, while well, we got it, guys. Let's get excited about Pirates baseball. Want to know how you guys are doing tonight. And I uh, got to direct you guys, as always, to Rumunder.com as we get the episode started. Go check out our articles breaking down these first few weeks of the season, breaking down everything surrounding the Pittsburgh Pirates. Follow us on Twitter as well. Just the guys tonight. Marty Lee Nick Caporosso. Trey Yannity joining you to uh, to discuss it, guys. But um, how are we doing?
1: I mean, I'm not bad. I'll really be doing good here if David Benar can get these last three outs. I'll give it up a run. So, uh, but yeah, no, can't complain. You know, it's the Pirates, like you said, Trey, off to a good start. So far this season, much better start than anybody could have anticipated, um, you know, in the world of Nick and I and teacher land. We're, I, I'm not, sure you're pretty close, Nick. We're down to under 30 days to go after today. So, uh that countdown is always nice to have this time of year. The weather's getting better. So uh, positives, positives all around.
2: Yeah. I think we're looking at 26 uh, more wake ups there, but um, like you said, it's just been, you know, a great um, start to spring, great weather for the most part and, you know, great baseball so far. So it's, it's hard to complain.
0: It has been uh, obviously a great start to this season with all that going on here, um, you know, for a lot of different reasons. The Pirates second best road record in baseball. To this point, they return home to play the Reds here. Uh, you know, a decent crowd, not a not a sellout by any means, but um, the city's excited again, guys, and for good reason. There's a lot to get excited about. So we started, I just wanna know what you guys have liked the most about this whole thing. Obviously, Andrew McCutcheon is looking vintage. Uh, he was continuing to do things that we knew he was capable of, but I think when we saw that move go down, we were excited for a lot of different reasons. One, just the leadership, you know, getting to see the captain come back, getting to see our guy, uh, you know, come back to Pittsburgh here. But obviously, um, you know, it, it feels like 2013 for a lot of reasons, but Andrew McCutcheon is playing unbelievable baseball. Uh, maybe that, obviously, Connor Joe. A lot of, um, you know, these guys have stepped up here. Carlos Santana, you get on list, Jack Sawinski continues to stay hot. What has been your guys' favorite part of this, of this hot start for the Pirates?
2: Yeah, Trey, I think you kind of hit um, on what really has stood out to me is the the offseason acquisitions coming in here and not only providing this, like, stability they were looking from the veteran additions, but like you said about Cutch and bringing in that, um, you know, play the game, how to go about be- being in the game for the younger guys, but the, the production from them has been just as good. I mean, outside of a... A bad start from Velasquez and, you know, a bad start, maybe a little bit of a rough first one, too, for Rich Hill. But, I mean, overall, um, you know, they made a lot of moves in the offseason, and it seems like those moves compared to previous years, you know, they, they put some thought into those moves and actually, like, brought these guys in for a reason, knowing that they could help this team in more than just you know the the veteran way of things yeah you know
1: you you mentioned the offseason additions nick and like you said they were brought in and we said it throughout the offseason some of these guys were going to be brought in to do more than just provide on the field um and they all have done more than just pro- they they all have provide on the field at this point in addition to what they're going to provide off it and one guy I do want to touch on here is just Connor Joe, man. Like I remember when the pirates drafted him, when you and I were in college, what was that? 11, 12 I can't years can you
2: imagine what the reaction yeah. was.
1: I remember you and I talking about him though, and being like looking at his college stats and the, his way he plays. And like, man, this is just one of those guys that, you feel like you see on the Cardinals forever who, like, does nothing great, but is just a super annoying player because they're just good at a lot of things. And I feel like that's exactly what he's turned into at the Pirates this year. Um, and we can now say the 13 and seven Pittsburgh Pirates is Bednard's got the last out of the ninth to seal this thing. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's been a lot of fun they are playing without a doubt the best baseball they've ever played with Derek Shelton as manager not a coincidence that Derek Shelton also currently has the most talented roster he's ever had by a large margin and it's one of those i don't know how long this is going to last for um they're currently on pace to win 103 games or not going to win 103 games but it's been not a going to lose 103 it's, exactly cool. it's <laughs> it, it's been a long damn time since we've had fun baseball in Pittsburgh. Just enjoy it. Enjoy this for however long it lasts. Maybe we get My lucky when we sleep, get, into- get into June, July, and they're still playing well. We can start talking more serious then. But just enjoy this. It's been a long time since we've had this. I'm
2: looking like, you know, as they're wrapping this game up, and and the stands are pretty filled for a, for a Thursday night game.
1: I, I thought that when Sawinski hit his home run in the first inning, I'm like, man, that's the loudest. I've heard PNC Park on a Thursday night, especially in April, in quite a while. Like, yeah, I think yeah, people yeah. are, you know, people are going to be hesitant paying to attention. It. I understand that. Right. But I think, again, they're, they get, they're excited.
2: Yeah. They're excited. They're paying attention. And, you know, the 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 organization's delivering in a way, you know. And I, I've been thinking about this this a lot Um you know, back when we first started, this podcast was back when the organization was kind of being overhauled. And, you know, we, we kept talking about 2023, 2023, that would be the year. And, you know, we, we kind of grew weary of that, especially last year at times we were like, uh, eh, like, I don't know if 2023 is it. We see, we see what's being laid out, but it just might be too soon. And it's like, well, you know what, like, no, the, when the organization kind of pushed that idea out there, like they they meant it and that was their timeline. And so it's good to see that their timeline is actually working so far too. Yeah.
0: You know, and it's interesting too. It's like it is now working, but kind of in a different way than I think we would have imagined back when, um, you know, we heard that at first. Like we thought maybe – it was going to be a bunch of youngsters and that's what it's going to become ideally, you know, as the season goes on, we do see Nick Gonzalez. We do see Quinn Priester, you know, we do see this slowly evolve into, you know, priming young major league talent like the Pirates already have in certain cases. You're obviously on this roster, um, but you know, for, for them to go out this off season, make these moves, bringing guys that like you said, production wise have made an immediate impact as well as just everything else that these guys are doing for the team. It um you know it, it restores your faith in a sense and who knows what happens this season I uh my senior year of college I might have been a little bit ambitious I was twenty twenty one I made my Wi Fi password twenty twenty three World Champs might have jumped the gun there but any way you draw it this is fun baseball this is exciting baseball and this is something that um you know we just haven't had uh, since obviously pre COVID. I think we all knew 2018 was somewhat of a, a false reality there. And, um, you know, really, this is the first time it's felt like this since, you know, maybe 2015. I don't think that's crazy to say. Um, you know, and as we look at the makeup of this group and, and what's going right, there's so many different guys contributing on this team right now. What do you think the, the long-term plan is with a guy like Jack Sawinski, a guy that obviously struggled mightily in spring training, had a horrible start to the season. And we kind of texted about it, joked about it. It's like, you know, this guy can only play in PNC Park. This is a guy that, you know, we just don't see it working out here Um, and has caught absolute fire. Hit another home run tonight, exclamation point in that first inning. What do I do with a guy like Jack Skowinski when, you know, you have a different kind of outfield makeup at the moment?
1: You play him. You play him every damn day. I mean, my biggest thing is Skowinski this year – like the road stuff was fluky, you know. Last year, to struggle as much as he did on the road, um, you had to figure that was going to write itself. But what's been most encouraging to me this year, Swinsky's put together some really good at bats against left-handed pitching. And last year, he looked helpless mm-hmm. against left-handed pitching, and that's something that's not necessarily going to write itself. Um, he's drawing a lot of more walks against lefties. He's just putting together better-looking swings, more competitive at bats against lefties. Um, to me, that's what's most encouraging. And Right now, you play him every day, especially with you know we're not going to see O'Neill Cruz again until at least August. Um, so that makes it easy to get these guys in there because you can always put Bay at second base with Castro now at shortstop every day and put Sawinski and Connor Joe and Brian Reynolds as your outfield and roll with it. I think that's probably your best lineup right now. Um, yeah, play him every day and see what you've got because. You might have something in Jack Sawinski. The guy showed a lot of pop last year. He was a plus fielder in both center and right last year. And if he can continue to do what he's done so far with the improvements against left-handed pitching, you're probably looking at a pretty solid major league player. Just play him and see what you have.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's not a coincidence that his production has started um, to really – go up as more playing time has come to him with Choi going to the injury list. And, um, you know, obviously with Connor Joe being mainly, you know, a right-hander and McCutcheon being a right-hander, he's getting those left-handed at-bats now that Choi was taking before. So it's good to see, like you said, Marty, I think he could be a a piece here for a while. You know, the DH coming into this league definitely has made – a difference in getting guys at bats, you know, and it's, it's good. I, it's good to see, especially for a team like the pirates who need to get as many guys at bats to, to figure this out. If Jack Sewinski is going to be a part of this team going forward, um, you know, and it's interesting because Sewinski came over in the Adam Frazier trade along with uh, Tukapita Marcano and a, another pitching prospect who's down in the lower minors. And, you know, the, the report on Sawinski was that he wasn't much of a defender and that he would maybe just be a DH. And I, I just, I don't understand where that report really came from Uh, because like you said, Marty, he's, he's definitely capable of playing all three outfield positions. Um, So I'm I'm excited about his future. I think, you know, now that he kind of broke out of that slump, you know, he looks a lot more confident, you know, everything just seems to be clicking for him right now. So hopefully he can continue and take advantage of that, that time. Um, You know, I know there's no one in triple A necessarily pressing him right now, either with Swagger, he's out and Cal Mitchell's hitting about a buck 50, I think. So, you know, it's his, it's his time to, to take advantage and, really prove that you know he is he is a guy that should be locked into this roster
0: yeah uh, I got a note there too we just probably had the most wholesome moment around much radio history that was uh am already giving the, the good night hug there that was that was nice uh you know but we talk about this outfield obviously you love to see Andrew McCutcheon playing as much as possible and maybe not always as an outfielder um you know if you can DH him but Cannon Smith and Jigba is a guy that you look at it, the projectability, um, the tools, he's got it. But, you know, he's still trying to find his footing a bit here. Jason Mackie brought up a good point a few weeks ago when we had him on. He kind of liked the idea of, you know, moving guys up and down depending on their success at the major league level. And you don't want to be too quick to the trigger there. But, um, you know, what do you do with guys like Cannon Smith and Jigba? Do we see guys like Swag? or, you know, maybe guys like Cal Mitchell. Do you Would you guys be in favor of, of a rotation of outfielders almost?
1: I mean, one thing I will say, I think we're going to see the lineup kind of start to settle. Like, obviously McCutcheon's in there, probably your designated hitter most days at this point with G-Man Troy out and Santana at first. Um, I mean, for God's sake, Andrew McCutcheon looks like prime Andrew McCutcheon this year. It's like he put that Pirate jersey back on. And just turned into an absolute freaking superhero or something, man, which is so cool to see. Um, and you, you want Bay out there? I mean, I know he hasn't been super consistent yet this year, but again, like you said, Nick, you want to get guys consistent at bats let them get into a groove. And he's been such a spark plug when he's been in the lineup. So Winsky needs to play every day. I, I, I won't be surprised if we see Smith and Jigba go down, if nothing else, because they want to be getting him at bats every day. Um, now, if they view his future as, hey, this fourth outfield backup type, maybe he doesn't. But I, I think there's a possibility we see that happen because I feel very comfortable in saying most days we're going to see Reynolds, Sawinski, Joe, left to right, McCutcheon is your DH, Markara, Bay, and, and, and Castro up the middle. Mm-hmm. And when one of those guys need a day down, you're probably going to see Tukapita Marcano in there. You're going to see Matthias some against lefty. So I think that's going to be the big factor. What do they view Kanan Smith and Jigba as long-term? Is it a fourth outfield backup type? Then I think he stays up here and serves that role. Do they think, hey, this is a young guy we want getting at bats every day? I think then you could see him go back to AAA. But even then that creates a little bit of a conundrum. Because you want, they even said the main reason Travis Swaggerty started the year at AAA was because they want him getting at bats every day. So, I mean, like you said, Trey, and like Jason had talked about, maybe you shuffle guys around depending on who's hot and who's not. But uh, no, I, I will be curious to see how that shakes out because ultimately, I, I, you're not going to do Smith and Jigbez young hitter a ton of service if he's only getting in that starting lineup once every five or six games.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And I think, you know, <clears throat> you kind of run into good problems here, too. Like you said, you, you got to figure out a way to continue to get G-1 Bay at bats. Exciting as all get out. And, um, you know, while this has been an amazing start, there has been bumps. There's been injuries, of course. O'Neal Cruz, uh, not going to seem him till August. And now G-Man Choi as well, um, out for an extended period of time. But, you know, overall, I think you feel good about the makeup of this team with the mix of veterans and youth. But, um, you know, you feel really good about just the production you're getting out of some of these young outfielders here. Uh, guys, I don't think anybody expected this rotation to look like it has. I mean, we're seeing, you know, consistently six innings. We're seeing guys, you know, struggle for a, a short period of time and then bounce right back. You know, we're seeing stuff that we just haven't seen the last few years. Obviously Mitch Keller has carried over, into this season after, um, you know, a bit of a a bumpy opening day. But he's looked good, even then looked good. And, you know, Johan Oviedo cannot say enough about his start to the season. Ronzi, an excellent start tonight. What's been your favorite part about what these Pirates pitchers have done so far? And, um, you know, I guess, what do you kind of see the makeup of this rotation looking like in the long
2: run? I'll say that this is the first time in a while that I haven't been just thinking about, hey, when's our next pitching prospect coming up? You know, and I don't mean, obviously I'm excited for Ortiz specifically and, you know, or eventually to get here and they will be huge boosts to this team. But, you know, the fact that, it's just, I wrote about this the other day. It's just the the stability in the rotation right now. You know, they have like 10 straight quality starts, I think, or something. Right. And it's, you know, a quality start. That's a stat we've all laughed about, about how it's, you know, not that great of a, of a stat, but you know, in today's game, it actually is becoming a pretty good stat for starters to be able to get through six innings and to only give up, you know, those amount of runs and, At the the same time, like, that's something the Pirates haven't had is they're starting pitching consistently, giving them chances to win games. And, you know, that's what they're doing right now.
1: Yeah, and one thing I'm going to add to that starting pitching that's been so great to see, it is, you're right, Nick, it's up to 10 straight starts now of at least six innings and giving up three runs or less. Um, They need it because this starting pitching depth has already taken two big body blows this year. With JT Brubaker being lost for the year and um, Mike Burroughs, uh, unfortunately, not looking very promising on that end either. Um, so, I mean, like you said, you still have Luis Ortiz at AAA, you still have Quinn Priester Triple AAA. I mean, I think between you and I, I have a lot more questions on Priester than you do. Um, but you, you need your five guys right now to come out and continue to do this. And as long as they continue to pitch this way consistently, you're going to keep winning baseball games. It's that simple. Nothing in baseball is more important than starting pitching. Um, You know, Johan Oviedo, like, holy hell, man. I expected Oviedo to pitch well this year. Nowhere near what he's done so far. Um, And, you, you know, it would be nice to see Oviedo pan out, not just because, you know, it's good for the Pirates, but, Look at the St. Louis Cardinals where nothing ever goes wrong for the St. Louis Cardinals. And now you look at the St. Louis Cardinals who are in dire need of starting pitching, knowing they gave up Johan Oviedo for two months of Jose or, uh Quintana Like that warms my heart if that pans out that way. Look
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. That's even without I mean Nunez, who's really been starting to heat up a triple A last week or so. Yeah. So even without Nunez and the fat in there, that trade could be great for the Pirates. But
2: yeah. It was kind of funny because we were all like more focused on Nunez, Nunez Yeah.
1: And I, was, like, I remember when we got cool. over eight, I'm like, all right, cool. That's a nice bullpen arm. And now the dude's looking like an absolute stud in the rotation. But yeah, that, that, and this is where it's encouraging for the future too. No matter where this season goes, it looks like you've got a really good trio to build that rotation around in 2023 and beyond. Um, Especially if you could potentially get some sort of contract extension done with Keller, because I think he's a free agent. What after twenty five? I think same year as is Reynolds. Um, so, if you could get something done with him, and you've got Contreras and Oviedo for seven years each, man, that that's a really good looking like a really good trio to build around. And yeah, I, I just I think so far this year. The rotation being a big part of it. What's so encouraging is this hasn't looked like smoke and mirrors. You know, it Dan Zangrilli does the post game show ninety three seven the fam has said this multiple times here already. The past couple years, when they won games, it felt like a happy accident. Like this year, they're coming out. And there, look. I mean, look. I know the Colorado Rockies are awful. Okay, I get that. But the Pirates just went to Denver and just throttled them over three days. They went up to Boston against a really good Red Sox lineup and throttled them for three days. Like this, this feels legitimate. I know it's only been twenty games, but th- this feels real. This feels like something that can be sustainable. And I'm not saying sustainable to the point where they're going to win the National League Central or something. I'm saying sustainable to where the bottom doesn't fall out and we're not looking at a team that's 15, 20 games under 500 in August. It feels sustainable to where, hey, this team can win 75, 76 games, maybe push low 80s and really be in a position to take a big step forward next year. I think that's what's most encouraging to me is the the way they're winning games, the players are doing it with, like this feels it feels legit. It doesn't feel like a team off to a fluky start. It really doesn't.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm glad you talked about Aviato too, Marty, because that's someone who like I just said, yeah, we focused on Nunez more in that trade at the time because of the obvious glaring need of a first base prospect. But um Having Aviado come over, you know, there was interest there. We we knew, you know, in the youth and the power stuff that he had coming out of the bullpen and being a, a top prospect for the Cardinals. Um, one of the things I looked at right away was, you know, he was super young when he came up for the Cardinals. I don't even remember how old he was off the top of my head. I want to say it was like maybe 21. And, you know, it was during the 2020 season where teams were trying to be creative with – you know, getting the best talent onto their rosters as possible with everything that was going on. And, you know, I think that that stunted his development a little bit. And, you are you know, we've talked about this before. You're on a team like the Cardinals who are right in the thick of things. They can't spend time to give Aviado, you know, a chance to develop. And now the Pirates have been able to do that. And we saw that flash last year and at the end of the year. He had a tough first start. Okay, just like this year, right? He had a tougher start and then, you know, he's been locked in since. So just encouraging to see that what he showed us last year maybe wasn't just, you know, a flash in the pan and really um like you said, he's he's finding something here to be, you know, a top three in our in our, our rotation.
0: I mean, that trade just seemed too good to be true. You know, I think when we saw, because the news broke, it was Quintana, didn't know who was going to be in return. And it was like, if we get one top 15 guy, I think you feel over the moon. The fact that able to get two, um, and, you know, it's panned out so far. Yeah, Oviedo's got it, obviously, and time will tell. But, um, you know, you just, you look back at that and, uh, you know, who knows what that sets up this group for, for two months of Jose Quintana. Uh, but we don't feel bad for those Cardinals. This group's having a lot of fun, guys. I mean, they're winning games, and, and it is not smoking mirrors, like you said. But, you know, you can just tell they're they're playing so together. And I think that comes with just having the leaders you have in the clubhouse. You know, having Carlos Santana, <clears throat> you know, having Connor Joe, Andrew McCutcheon, obviously these guys are teaching these players how to win the right way. Um, you know, and you look at even the losses. They've lost seven games this season. Almost every single one of those losses, you feel like you're in the game. Um, and I think that, you know, comes – for a lot of different reasons, but uh, this bullpen has been so surprising, I think. And, you know, situationally, one more, two more arms would mean the world to this team. We're sitting there on Sunday. Pirates have a one-run lead in extra innings for the second day in a row. They're trying to win a game in St. Louis in extra innings. And, uh, you know, we're watching Will Crow pitch the 10th inning. Nothing it's Will Crow, it's not working out. Um, you know, what do the Pirates do with this bullpen as the season goes on? Who do we see, I guess, order-wise? In your guys' mind, what's the ideal setup for this group when they have guys available?
1: I mean, honestly, my biggest concern with the bullpen right now is left-handed pitching. Um, Jose Hernandez, the Rule 5 edition, has pitched really well. Um, and, And this is something I wrote about on the site earlier in the week. A big reason he's pitching well is because Derek Shelton has done a phenomenal job of how he's managed him. A lot of low leverage type situations. Um, he did get that one big high leverage spot against Boston where they needed to get lefty out, and he he did it. Um, but yeah, that's my only real concern. But I mean, you look how you set this up. You got Bednar in the ninth, Holdeman in the eighth. They've been tremendous. Um, it, it appears, and there's depending on what time you're listening to this on Friday, it may already be out on the site. If not, it's coming. Um, that Robert Stevenson is settling in. Then I'll have something about this on the side on Friday, as the team's fireman. Um, three of his four appearances, he's come in with Ben on base and cleaned the mess up. And it, it, it's looked like that Derek Sheldon is going to go to Dwayne Underwood Jr., at least for now, as a seventh inning guy. But today, going to Robert Stevenson to finish off that seventh inning just kind of further feeds into him as that fireman role. I mean, obviously, Dowry Moretta very quickly becoming a fan favorite in Pittsburgh was one of my breakout picks. Um, What's nice about adding Stevenson back to the mix, especially if he's pitching well, is you can take some of those higher leverage innings. Now I'll be ready to pitch very well in them away from him and let him kind of just work and develop his way into that a little bit easier. So I think this bullpen is going to prove to have a pretty solid, like core of like four to five guys with that group, especially if Underwood junior has turned a corner and can finally start to find consistency. But again, like you said, you go into a game on Sunday, we're in the middle of 17 games in 17 days and your bullpen's worked and you got to go to Will Crow. That's a scary thought. And I, I, they definitely could use some left-handed pitching up in the bullpen um, just to go to go with Hernandez. Um, so I, I don't I, – I, you really don't have an internal option there, unfortunately. That's something you have to look externally. But um, – yeah, so far, this bullpen has far exceeded expectations. I spent a lot season. Anyone who read the site, anyone who listened to this podcast knows how I felt about this bullpen coming to the year. And I honestly thought it might be the worst one in the National League. And so far, it's been one of the five to ten best bullpens in all of baseball. Um, so, yeah, shout out to them and shout out to Oscar Marine for the work he's done with this group. But, yeah, it definitely looks like you might have a really good core of four or five guys emerging in the back of this bullpen. Um, so if you can find some lefty help and maybe, maybe lengthen that thing a little bit, you might just be okay.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of the bullpen, like you said, they're, they've surpassed expectations. Um, in terms of help coming from triple a that, you know, there are some guys in the minors who could be interesting and probably will get shots this year. Um, you know, I know Selby's a name right off the top of my head that is someone who's of interest, Some, you know, and on the 40-man roster. So I think he, you know, will get a chance. But like Marty said, in terms of the left-handed relief, you know, losing uh, Yarlan Garcia before the season started, you know, he was an off-season acquisition. He has a pretty solid career. You know that obviously was a big loss right off the bat um you know more than I think we we realized at the time um, I think that it's been interesting to see the development of some of these guys um that have been brought in um I think it's been interesting to see specific relievers that have been targeted by this front office to be brought in. Um, you know, I think back to Colin Holderman and the Vogelbach trade. People were very unhappy at the time, um, and 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 that was fine, honestly. I mean, Vogelbach, he was it was good to have him in a pirate uniform and he did what they asked him to do here, but everyone knew they were going to trade him. Okay. And of course, at the time it looked like we just got a reliever. And you know, if you looked around, you saw Mets fans were upset. They're like, this guy has nasty stuff. And last year we didn't get to see a ton of it because he kind of came in and then went on the shelf right away. And you know, this year it's like, wow, okay, now now we see this guy, and everyone forgets how we even got him, right? And then, and then the same thing can be said about um More- uh, you know, we trade Kevin Newman, who we couldn't, we all couldn't wait to trade. So you figured, oh, this relief pitcher we're getting back is probably someone they couldn't wait to trade. Then he, you know, turns into, like Marty said, a, a breakout candidate early in the season. So it's just been, it's interesting. They've built this bullpen um, quietly. I feel like, you know, what I mean. Like they've acquired these guys over the last few years, and all of a sudden, like Marty said, we have a good group here of four or five guys that, you know, could be a part of this this re- pitching staff you know, for the significant future.
0: I think it's all been kind of quiet, right? I mean, you know, you look at the, the rotation, even this lineup, like it's, <clears throat> there's some splashes in there, but, um, you know, it's just kind of under the radar, put together a team that has unbelievable chemistry and, um, you know, there's just so many things. Well, and it's, it's April the twenty, April the 21st, you know, stats are, are what they are, but this team leads the majors in home runs. This team leads the majors in quality starts. This team, is doing everything well right now. They're stealing bases. And everybody is a lot more this season with the rule changes and everything else. Um, but they just kind of quietly put together a team that has been able to immediately win games. Um, and like you said, Nick, I think another important thing there development. I think we all questioned, you know, back in what, August, September, uh, on one of our more rantish episodes, it's like, you know, is Oscar Marine still the guy here? Is, You know, is he developing these guys at all? And you look at this staff now, you look at this bullpen now, and you just have so much confidence in um, the process, if nothing else, of what they're doing. Um, It could fall out. The the bottom could fall out here. Things could obviously turn on its head, but um, what we've seen so far, it's been exciting, Uh, and it's been commanding. The Pirates have um, gotten to 13-7 and on the season now. Brewers were off on Thursday, uh, a game and a half out of first place past the Cubs by a half game. Um, and I believe now in the wild card race, if we're even going to take a look at that at this point in the season, they uh, are firmly in there as well. Um, you know, but guys, as we begin to wind down the episode here, what's one thing that you are excited to see continue these next few weeks? What's one thing that you think, um, you know, the Pirates have done well, but are going to continue to do well. What's the, I guess the thing that is driving this that you think won't go away, even if, um you know, the winning doesn't continue like it has been.
2: Yeah, I think r- right off the top of my head is something we talked about earlier, Mitch Keller, Luis Aviado. I think they're going to continue to to be those big two guys that you're excited to, to watch pitch, you know, every time around the rotation. Um, you know, and I think part of that excitement is just knowing, you know, what the future then could hold for this team and for them.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. That's going to be a lot of fun, and that's what I was going to say. You stole mine, so I'll go I'll go a different route here. But um, I think one thing we're not going to see go away is going to be the power from this offense. I thought in the offseason, some of the additions they made, um, you were going to see a lot of power, and obviously that included O'Neal Cruz. But, you know, you look at Santana, you look at Andrew McCutcheon looking, again, like I said, it's like he put a pirate uniform on and turned into a superhero um jack sawinski rodolfo castro taking a a big step forward here um do you i don't have a whole lot of light hitters on the yeah, team yeah there no, really no. isn't you know brian you got you don't you know mean, what he's gonna do, do like <laughs> this team can hit the baseball and it's gonna be fun and you know you you mentioned this bullpen and, you know, I, I think that's going to be a fun little thing to watch too. Is going to be moreda is going to be Holderman. These two guys kind of getting their first taste of this full major league season has Robert Stevenson, who, I mean, Nick, as you know, well was once one of the top pitching prospects in baseball. Like, as yeah. he finally found something as a reliever, because since he came to the pirates last year, he's been really damn good. Sure um, looks
2: like it. Uh, yeah. yeah. I and, mean-
1: so, and I just think it's funny because I don't. I'm not. The, I'm not trying to compare the situations, the seasons, anything like that. But you just look at how that 2013 team was constructed, especially that bullpen and some of those guys they added, and you were just like, "What the hell are they doing?" And then you look up and they won 95 games, and had the best bullpen in baseball. Um, and again, not saying by any means that's going to happen, but that's how it was with this bullpen. I feel you know, you're like, what, what do they see in these guys? So yeah, it's just going to be exciting to watch it. How long will it last? And you know, just like I said earlier, we, we haven't had fun baseball in Pittsburgh since 2018. I mean, I, I think the morale around this team is the highest it's been honestly, since probably the day that Chris Archer trade was made. Um, and it's just been it's just a steady downhill decline. Literally, next day. Since, trade <laughs> since that very day.
2: You know, um, it's like, oh, the player to be named later is Shane Boz. Oh, yeah. my God.
1: <laughs> Literally from the second that Chris Archer trade was made, you went from being in the midst of one of the best five-year stretches in franchise history to – it's just, this them turning into just... a freaking clown show and it's finally trending upward again. And that alone is fun.
2: Yeah. You know, Marty, I think you, you brought up a good point about Stevenson, you know, a, a guy that we picked up late last year, like you said, and at the time we both agreed worthy flyer, you know, you're talking about a guy who was not just a top pitching prospect in the red system, but across baseball. And you say so you knew the talent was there and you also knew where he was being developed. And, you know, the Reds aren't exactly known for developing quality starting pitching. You know, it's been, it's been a very long time since Johnny Cueto has worked out there, you know, and the, and those guys. And so my, I guess I was just very optimistic that he could find something. And I'm, I'm very happy that for him that he has, cause you know, it's just another one of those things like, you know, good, good for him to keep keep at it and, like, to embrace his opportunity, you know, here in Pittsburgh last year and take advantage of that. It's kind of and the feeling. Oh, go ahead, Martin. Sorry. No, I
1: was just going to say you, you mentioned the Reds, and, you know, David Bell managed teams where starting pitchers go to have their arms die. So <laughs> I'm sure getting away from that is not going to hurt Stevenson at all.
0: Not at all. And, you know, it's, it's so fun to see uh, these guys succeed That we're on, you know, teams in the division in their past year, uh, come to Pittsburgh and, um, you know, revitalize. And I think that's kind of the theme with not just some of these pitchers, some of the hitters as well. Um, this is a team. This is an organization that since this new regime has taken over, they've given guys second chances, third chances, opportunities. And you see a lot of guys take advantage of that. Obviously, Jose Quintana last year. And, um, you know, it's it's. Paid back in full with what they've been able to uh, turn around there, guys. The Pirates are now 13 and seven. Um, We are going to continue to uh, hold our breath here and hope that this continues. But it feels like you said 2013, Marty. It feels like 2011 as well. You know, the early spring when that team had started to get the makeup together a little bit. Um, I guess you flip-flop the Reds with the Brewers in this case, but it just it feels right for the first time. In a long time, and, um, you know, you feel like that foundation, as long as it has taken, has been built. And, um, you know, with guys starting to pan out and hopefully more on the way here, uh, you just get excited thinking about what is to come. Um, And you you just have to enjoy it while it's here, guys. This is, uh, you know, we're 10% into the season. This is still April, but uh, this is a winning club. And um, like I said, they're just having a lot of fun right now. So enjoy, it, guys. Please continue to uh, follow our coverage at rumbunter.com. Going to be breaking it down uh, as we continue here into the month of May. Now, anything else, guys, you want to discuss before we get out of here tonight?
1: Listen, I was going to say, I preseason over under 67 and a half wins. I said that was easy money back then. I'm really feeling damn good about that bet now. <laughs>
0: bet now. <laughs> What's it Projected it for 103 right now.
1: Uh, 103. That was coming into today. Might be 104 now, but. Ah. Yeah, but no, I I feel really good about my my over 67 and a half ticket I got out there and feel pretty good about the 74 wins I predicted.
0: I, I love your note on Twitter, too, there. I think the Cardinals are projected to win 69 games at this point. So, uh, you know, it, it's um, it has been a blast, guys. Anything you got coming out on Rumbutter.com uh, coming up this week?
2: Yeah, I think we're going to – Definitely start diving into a little more of the prospects. I plan on especially the recent draft picks, checking in on some of those guys: Solomito, uh Bubba Chandler. See how their seasons got off too so far. Um, yeah, the minor league seasons kind of like where baseball is at this point, where all right, we're you know it's in full swing. Um, every, all the top four teams are playing in each system. And so you know now's the time to see, like, all right, who who's gonna be part of that that next group? Yeah.
0: It's uh, you know, it's been fun to follow so far. And um, you know, I guess before we get out of here too, guys, we're we're a tenth of the way in. How do you feel about the rule changes at this point? I think we kind of got you know our first take after spring training. But um, as far as the timing of these games, the the base running, everything else, what do you guys What's thoughts? Up? Keep it up.
2: That's all I know. Keep it up. I like it.
1: Yeah, love it. I, I love everything about it. Like we just this game started at 635 Eastern time. It is currently 921 Eastern time and we got an entire game in and a podcast that we didn't start recording. A podcast that's gone almost 45 minutes that we didn't start recording until the bottom of the ninth. In past years that game would just now be ending. It's freaking amazing, man. Love it.
2: And the the base running. I mean, it's exciting. You know, someone gets on base that, you know, can steal a base. You're waiting. You're just waiting to watch, see if they're going to go. And when they go, it's like, I don't know. It's just leading to more action, which is what they thought. I was skeptical about the bigger bases, you know, if it was going to make that kind of difference. And, you know, so far it has. And I, honestly, like when I watched a game, I, I you wouldn't even know any different. So. It's uh, it's it's cool that it's having that big of an effect without you know anything uh, visually changing.
1: Yeah, one w- one last note to throw out there. I don't I don't know what's going on here, but I'm currently watching the post game show and Ronzi Contreras is getting interviewed while holding a gigantic stuffed Pikachu wearing a pirate shirt. And I'm I'm I am i i do not know what I, I'm here for it though. I don't understand it. I'm sure there's yeah. a great backstory, but I'm here for it. The
2: pirates or the Pikachu, like whatever they need, you know. Keep it coming. Like you That's said, right. we like yeah, this. I Jordan, I
1: guess. I, I, I'm sure there's a backstory, but I'm, I'm loving every second of this. It's just, this is the stuff. If that, that makes baseball would fun. Be proud, Yeah. Man. Yeah. This is the stuff that makes baseball fun. When you get the quirky little silly, weird things like that, like the home run sword, every team's going to have them. But when the teams have them and your team's winning, man, it's just go back 2012, 2013. You couldn't go anywhere in Pittsburgh about people throwing up this old tan thing. Like, this is the kind of stuff that makes winning baseball so much fun. And just enjoy it. Enjoy it. We, we we deserve this. It's been a long time. Even if the wheels start to fall off, enjoy it until they do.
0: It's exciting, guys. It is contagious. And uh, let's hope it continues. But for Marty Leap and Nick Caparoso, until next time, my name is Trey Thank you for joining us for this episode of Rumble Buncher Radio. We can say it for the first time in a long time. Root. Your group the Pirates.